Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Theology, the study of Fire Emblem Heroes. I'm Memento Mori, and I'll be your Theologist for today. In this episode, I wanted to talk about what is probably one of, if not straight up, my favourite weapons in Fae in general. I know we all like to say that IS lacks creativity in designing skills or units, to be fair, their track record with the Fates and Awakening Royals in the first two years of this game was not exactly reassuring. But I genuinely think that this is one of the best designed and most well thought out weapons in the entire game. Either that or I'm just greatly overthinking things. And as you can probably tell from the title, the weapon that I'll be discussing is Hrist, which came on Winter Bernadetta. So think of this as a spiritual successor to Ilya's Arden dissertation. But of course, while that was a well-researched, well-thought-out, and passionate love letter to a single, overlooked, and underrated unit that took months upon months of effort and research, this is nowhere near as well-researched, and it took me like a couple of hours to finish writing this. But nonetheless, I'll be discussing a pretty wide range of things, from Norse mythology to the characterization of Bernadetta in that house's game, as Jacko likes to call it, to philosophy and Freudian psychoanalysis. And if anything, listening to me wildly free associate and overthink the meaning behind the random Christmas weapon of all things in a gacha game should prove to be at least marginally entertaining, or so I hope. So let's start from the beginning. Hrist is a personal green tome that debuted on Winter Bernadetta in the A Festival Miracle banner, first released in December of 2020. It has 14 might and grants plus 3 speed at base. At the beginning of any turn, if Bernie's HP is at 100%, it deals 1 damage to her and allies within 2 spaces. If her HP is less than 100% at start of combat, Bernie gains attack speed plus 6 and reduces damage taken from foe's first hit by 30%. So, part 1. I'll start from the name. As almost all of you surely know by now, Fire Emblem Heroes as a game is based heavily on Norse mythology. From the setting of each book, the names of its original characters, or weapons on seasonal alts of characters that don't really have any basis in the original game and Hrist is no exception. In Norse mythology, Hrist is the name of a Valkyrie, one of those who chooses which warriors live and die in battle, and of the dead selects half of them to be sent to Valhalla. Her name is based on the word Hrista in Norse, meaning to shake, and so Hrist is commonly referred to as the shaking one or the quaking one. Whether this refers to her personality in any way, as the developers probably had in mind when designing the weapon for Bernie, or to whether Hrist had powers that could shake things or cause earthquakes, we will probably never know. Because honestly, the most remarkable thing about Hrist is that we know basically nothing about her. If you compare her to other Valkyries like Gear Skolgol, who you may know from Brave Lucina's weapon, or Brynhildr, who are far more well-known, Hrist is a much more obscure character. So much so that in the Poetic Edda and the Prose Edda, which essentially comprise a majority of what we now know about Norse mythology, Hrist is mentioned a grand total of two times. And you might 
be surprised by this, but both of those times are not very significant. The first time Hrist is mentioned is in the Grimnismel, or the Lay of Grimnir in the Poetic Edda, a monologue in poetic verse in which Odin basically provides 54 stanzas worth of world building for the entire world of Norse mythology. Hrist is one of 13 Valkyries described in stanza 36, where Odin says, Hrist and Mist bring the horn at my will. Basically, Odin is saying that Hrist's job is to bring him alcohol to drink. And that is literally everything we know about Hrist, aside from her name. Uh, a little side note, two other names mentioned in the same stanza are Rangrifer, who you may recognize from our dear friend Legendary Krom, and Regenleaf, who you may recognize as the name of Duel Ephraim's weapon. And in case you were wondering about the second time that Hrist is mentioned, it is in the Nefnafelir of the Prose Edda, and that is basically just a list of names of figures in Norse mythology, where Hrist is described as being one of Odin's maidens. So also not very helpful. And that is everything we know about Hrist. In all likelihood, the developers over at IS just have a copy of the Nefnafoli already, and whenever they want an idea for naming a weapon, they just flip through it and find the name that marginally fits with the character. And for Winter Bernadetta, this happened to be Hrist, the Quaking One. I mean, it definitely fits her character, but the name isn't really the most important part of this weapon, or the part that makes it so good in my opinion. So, part two. The most remarkable thing about Hrist, and the main reason why I wanted to do this episode in the first place, is that the effects on the tome act as a pretty ingenious representation of the Hedgehog's Dilemma. Uh, there's this kind of obscure anime series released in 1995 called Neon Genesis Evangelion that I'm not sure that many people have heard of, but if you have watched it, then in all likelihood you at least have some idea of what I am going to be talking about. The Hedgehog's Dilemma was first proposed as a parable by German philosopher Arthur Schopenhauer, and the short version of it is during the winter, a group of porcupines, yes, porcupines, not hedgehogs, but a group of porcupines try to huddle close to each other and seek warmth. But because they have very sharp spines, they hurt each other. The porcupines move apart from each other, but the cold causes them to move closer again. And eventually, the porcupines are able to find a distance at which they can share some degree of warmth, but are far enough apart that they are not hurt by each other's spikes. And Schopenhauer proposed that this represents the manners and social conventions that are involved in all of human contact. So basically, to put it in the simpler but slightly reductive words of Evangelion, the closer we become, the more deeply we hurt each other. After Schopenhauer wrote about the Hedgehog's Dilemma, Freud also wrote of it, about it in one of his essays, and after that it was probably popularized by Evangelion. And you can kind of see how the Hedgehog's Dilemma correlates with the main effect that comes on Hrist. By being close to other units, Bernadetta hurts them. 
But there are a few things aside from that that point towards this not necessarily being a coincidence. Uh, for one, a hedgehog plushie features very prominently in Winter Bernie's art. And for another, this alt was released in December, in the very season that the porcupines would have approached each other for warmth and hurt each other in the process. Of course, there's also the fact that Bernadetta's personality as someone who shies away from social contact, afraid to make connections with most people in her life, means that the Hedgehog's Dilemma is a pretty accurate reflection of her character in Free Houses. Because of certain things in her past that I won't go into for spoiler reasons, Bernie suffers from a deep fear of other people as well as a persecution complex and paranoia, though she does begin to open up towards Byleth during the academy phase of the game. Bernie is afraid of being around other people, both because she fears she will hurt them due to her self-perceived incompetence, as well as because she is afraid of them causing harm to her, just like the porcupine that suffers pain because of its companion spikes and inadvertently hurts others because of its own. And to have a weapon like Christ carrying in-game effects that fit with the personality of the character it comes on, being symbolically significant as well as thematically meaningful, is a pretty rare occurrence in the game as well as a testament to the creativity that IS can have, basically, if they put their mind to it. Part 3, uh, where I actually talk about Faye for once. So, finally, I'll turn back towards Faye and talk about the way Hrist is constructed in-game. Uh, because to me, Hrist is a weapon that balances both offense and defense, boosting Bernie herself as well as allowing her to support her allies, and that in and of itself makes it pretty one of a kind. I think that Winter Bernie's offensive potential is quite apparent, right? Her offensive spread of 3640 is very good, and every skill that she has, attack speed solo 4, low speed res, rouse attack speed, are obviously designed for her to do as much damage as possible, and the extra 6 attack and speed from Hrist augments that effectively. The 30% damage reduction also helps with offense, ensuring that even if Bernie doesn't kill the enemy in one hit, she is not as likely to be killed immediately upon retaliation, and can hopefully defeat them on the follow-up. But the effects of Hrist also work in the enemy phase. She still gets the same attack speed boost, the same 30% damage reduction. Of course, with 19 defense and 23 res, you are not going to get Bernie to plonk anytime soon, but the damage reduction still allows her to survive more damage, and with 65 effective speed at base at unmerged and neutral, Bernie is probably not going to get doubled very often. And what makes Hrist a very unique weapon? Because, let's face it, extra stats and damage reduction effects on perf weapons are kind of a dime a dozen, is the one damage that it deals to Bernie and her allies within two spaces, so long as Bernie is at 100% health at the start of a turn. This allows her to become a very self-sufficient unit who can easily utilize the full potential of a weapon without something like Ardent Sacrifice to bring her below 100% HP, or the need to enter combat without the stab boost once in order to just take some damage. And what's even better is that it allows her to support other units as well, other units with a 
less than 100% HP first hold, but may struggle to fulfill that condition on their own. Think of Ilya's Fallen Seneca, who gets a 100% win rate against the Heartless, the base form of Bernadetta, who gets extra stats and reverse desperation, or Brave Lysithia, who gets extra stats and a reverse desperation. Whirst allows not just Winter Bernie herself, but also other units to reach their full potential. And you don't even have to do any particular maneuvering to get the 1 HP damage. It happens right at the start of turn 1, and any turn after that, so long as Bernie is at full health. And of course, that's not even mentioning the AR trap that Winter Bernie enables, with her 1 damage and return from Sarah, which basically is a heal plus reposition. You can create a very, very effective turn 1 force that your opponent may find hard to run away from. And of course, that's also without mentioning the animation of Frist, which basically consists of Bernie building a cabin around herself and locking her enemy out, letting them die in a blizzard, which is just amazing. So that's it, the end of my rambling about Winter Bernadetta's weapon. At the very least, I hope that it was a fun and short episode to listen to, as fun as it was for me to write and research it. And if there is one main theme behind this episode, the uh, thesis statement, if you will, it is that there can be more behind the construction and creation of a skill in Fae beyond developers randomly fling ideas consisting of auto-follow-ups or denying follow-ups at a wall and seeing what fits. And as long as enough thought is put into it, they can create something like Chris that is thematically relevant, cleverly constructed, and also just a really good weapon. So that's it for this episode. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do so through anchor.fm slash theology, visiting our subreddit, sending us an email, or just visiting our R&D server on Discord. So I hope you have a wonderful day and schedule another appointment with your theologist real soon. Take care.